0: Hey, this is Father Yuri Hladio.
1: It's not recording. Yeah, it is. Oh. It's uh, Anne Kyla.
0: Welcome to our family update.
1: This is Cohen Great. Hello. Hello. Welcome.
0: Welcome to my friends and family
1: Nice try Like you just made that up When I just sang that Before we hit record I just made that up Welcome
0: Can I tell you something (laughs) That I'm really good at Please. Somebody will make will be in a social situation, and someone will make a funny comment to like me privately, and you'll and then, say it out
1: loud, and, and then, pretend it's your. Yeah.
0: Own. <laughs> and then and then I say it out loud to everyone. And everyone's like,
1: "Oh, that's such you're, a funny you're, comment. You're, you're, you're so funny.
0: Yuri is such a funny man."
1: That was extremely rude, and everyone actually knows that I'm the funny one, so it's fine.
0: Uh, don't touch the table. <laughs> <laughs>
1: every time. So welcome everybody.
0: There's a drinking game that exists that every time you touch the table, someone drinks. Is that real? No.
1: Because that would get everyone very drunk. Yeah, yeah. I would be drunk twice right now as my hand and elbow are both touching the table. Yeah. So we've opened a bottle of Shiraz Cabernet Sauvignon from South Africa. Uh, 2018. Uh, so, you know, real vintage. Um, it's actually quite delicious. I'm very happy with it. You
0: know, when it comes to wine, you is always better.
1: <laughs> I I don't think that's always true. I think sometimes old is better.
0: Yeah. I have, a, I have a question for our listeners. And okay. you can text me or Nikhil throughout uh, the the uh, week. Okay. Uh, from when you listen to this. But my question to you is whether you think that a book that's over 100 pages long counts oh as a book. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, it counts as a book. I, recent, I never said it didn't count as a book. I
0: recently read Of Mice and Men, and Nikhil was like, that doesn't even
1: count. No, excuse you. No. What I was discrediting is that you were telling your friend that you read a long book that all the books he read were long. 120 no, pages is not, not long. I
0: all the books I That's read exactly were long. That's exactly what you said. No, I, I literally told him that A Mice of Men wasn't long. So it's only Yuri, 120 pages.
1: Yuri has taken to filling out basically like a reading sheet yeah, as if maybe, I was his teacher and I have to sign it every time an he reads
0: it. It's an accountability booster.
1: So I'm looking at it right now. You have read one, two, three, four, five books.
0: There should be six, no?
1: There's five on there. One two three four. Yes.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I read five in the month of January. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You read five in the month of January. Five
0: books in the month of January. Five legit books in the month of January.
1: Okay. How long was the longest book?
0: The longest book was over 300 pages.
1: Okay. That's not bad. How short was the shortest book?
0: 120 pages, which was Of Mice and Men.
1: Okay. So I read three books in the month of January. My longest was 1,149 pages.
0: Well, excuse me. Okay.
1: And my shortest was over 300.
0: I'm very proud of you. You're such a good reader, Nikola.
1: Thank you very much. That's all I wanted to hear. So we just finished a trivia night.
0: How did did,
1: how did we do Yuri? Very poorly. We did so poorly. It was very poor. It was out of 50. Every,
0: every there were five rounds, and every round it would be announced what that round would be about. And every time they announced what the round would be about, it was We were sad. We were sad.
1: And then we thought, where is the church history? Where's
0: medieval? Church theology
1: only for Wh- Yuri to answer. I where wouldn't answer is that. that? I wouldn't answer that. Wh-
0: where is that category? Where was
1: the makeup and musicals category?
0: Well, that I would actually be like a real category, probably not the makeup part, but musicals. Musicals,
1: absolutely. Be like
0: which musical won the Tony Award for Best Picture?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bingo, done, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, in reality, out of fifty, before daily double, uh, not daily double. Yeah, we made it a true Daily Double. We risked all of our points in the final round. Before that, we had 15 and a half out of 40. (laughs) But we did do fine in... What was our best round? We didn't do good on Canadian music. That was not our thing. That was very
0: bad. Though I did get Gordon Lightfoot.
1: Oh, we got three out of five on COVID. (laughs) <laughs> like 3 out of 5 covid questions yeah. we knew the answer to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I also got half a point for saying sunfish instead of mola mola fish, but mm. I count that as a win.
0: Yeah. I would too if I were you.
1: Yes. So we've we've done well in trivia before. One time we won trivia, didn't we, Yuri?
0: Was that at the Mud Dog bar? <laughs> What was the place called?
1: End zone.
0: End zone. No, we went to do <laughs> trivia. Dog. No, we went to do trivia at a at oh, a pub um, somewhere. Lou,
1: Lou dogs. Lou,
0: okay, that's pretty close. I know,
1: but we didn't win there. We did poorly.
0: I couldn't remember if we won or not.
1: No, we did poorly. We won at End Zone Bar and we Grill. Did? Yes, it was okay. me, you, and our friend Evan Haas, and we were three people on one team. And you got a really good question right. Do you remember which one it was?
0: Um, something about Mary Poppins.
1: Well, you did get that one, but no, the one that you like actually got was what was banned for sale in the Vatican. Cigarettes. Yeah. Did I get that? You wow. did. That was a pure guess. I know you were sitting there and and I mean, Evan and I are like, I don't know. We don't know about the Vatican. And you were like, okay, let me just yeah. think about this. Think
0: I want to think like a religious person. Like,
1: let me just like, okay. So if I was Catholic, like,
0: who's one of these nuts that believes in God
1: <laughs> and what don't they buy Yeah, when what, they go what to the
0: I wouldn't buy if I was a nut who believed in God. Smokes.
1: Definitely cigarettes. Yeah. What kind of uh market do you think there is for like black market cigarettes in the Vatican?
0: Oh, I- I'm sure the Pope deals. He has to. Well, yeah, you have to.
1: He's surrounded by smoke all the time. There's not like,
0: that many people in the Vatican City to begin with. So statistically also, speaking. Also,
1: I'm sorry. It's Italy. They're all smoking anyway. Right. Like. Would they not right. just, like, leave the border? It this takes the them, like, section, five minutes to get the to the border. This is the section of the
0: episode where Nikaela goes on a racist tirades.
1: <laughs> is, is saying that Italy... <laughs> All Italians
0: <laughs> smoke!
1: <laughs> is that racist? If it is, I apologize to it's, Italians. It's
0: racist if you uh, if you belong to a power structure that subjugates Italians. Okay,
1: I, I don't think the Mennonites <laughs> <laughs> subjugate the Italians.
0: The Mennonites are part of the oppressor group, okay? I really
1: don't think there's a single way... And single world in which Mennonites are the oppressors. Oh, what would there be? No, we were drowned, so no one actually... We can't, well, we can't oppress anybody, except our Men- own people. The problem
0: with the Mennonites now are they're white, which, you know, that's a whole other issue, though.
1: Well, haven't we always been white?
0: Well, no, not until whiteness became uh, an identifiable group, which is relatively recently.
1: So who drowned us?
0: Uh, other whites. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: well, then there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, we won trivia once. There was one time when we were going to go to a Brooklyn Nine-Nine trivia night.
0: Oh, yeah. But we didn't. But what, I don't know that much about Brooklyn 9
1: What one TV show do you think – I know the answer to this. But what one TV show do you think you'd have the most – Scrubs. Like, exactly. <laughs> trivia knowledge on it would be Scrubs. Okay, fine.
0: Scrubs. It's a medical comedy drama not even a drama. It's, a it's comedy. A tr- it's there's, a dramatic comedy. Like, there's no
1: drama involved.
0: There's so much drama.
1: There's like maybe three moments so, a season.
0: I remember watching Scrubs for the first time. I was in university. I was in dorm, and I, I was watching this show, and I, I thought I'd like it, so I put it on. In like the third or fourth episode, the 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 um, there's three of the main three of the four three of the four <laughs> main characters are <laughs> new doctors in season one. Yes, right, and then three of them get a patient. That they have to deal with yes. for that episode, and at the beginning of the episode, the the, the main theme is someone's going to You know, day. statistically speaking, one out of every three people that come into the ICU die.
1: So we're waiting. So then right? there's like,
0: okay, three patients, these three doctors, and you're yes. waiting, which one of them you know is going to die? The end of the episode comes, boom, all three of them die. No, right? And I can't and believe that, that was the episode where I was like, I was hooked. They also played Rufus Wainwright's "Hallelujah."
1: Was so. that in season one?
0: That's like episode three or four. That's My Old Lady.
1: Oh, she dies. That's so sad. She does. We but all she like teaches, My Old Lady. She,
0: she, she comforts JD. Right. As she's dying, she's the one comforting the doctor.
1: Which, my favorite episode is the one with George in season seven or eight.
0: That That's in the top ten for sure. Um,
1: And doesn't – he kind of comforts them in his death. Again. It's,
0: it's really – the thing is, it's not – okay, so the episode in season one is really like – It's very clear, like, she's the one who is dealing with death just fine. He's the one who needs her comfort. Right. Whereas in season eight, like, they put off going to their steak night dinner to sit with this man. We're (laughs) going to
1: steak night. We're going to eat it right. Steak is such a treat. It is the world's best best meat. meat. We sing that every year on steak night.
0: So they don't go to steak night. No. And they stay with George, this George Valentine, this this elderly gentleman who is dying, like going to die that night, right? And
1: no family has come for no him. No
0: family has come and no family will come because he has no family. Yeah. Right? So they decide we're going to stay with him for Ugh, the night. It's such right? a good episode. And and they just chat. Such
1: right? a good and episode. And that's it. There's,
0: no, there's nothing else about the episode. Yeah. It's just they chat until he falls asleep. And that's like, that's it. Yeah. Right? And uh, so it's much more, it's much more nuanced. It's much more human. Yeah. Whereas the other one sort of has, has a, maybe a moral to tell this one doesn't even really have a moral to tell. It's just being with someone. Yeah. Which I guess is a moral, but it doesn't say be with someone. Yeah. It shows people being. Yeah. With it other. just,
1: it just shows the, like the impact you can have with just like spending an evening with someone who's about to die.
0: Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. not.
1: Maybe that yeah. wasn't their intention. But it's a
0: very powerful episode. Like it's, it's so simple. Yes. Like it, it, in a show that, that was that – it's the eighth season of that show. You have all these – now these actors are famous and everything. Mm-hmm. That episode just has them too. Yeah. Like everyone else is off for the week or whatever. It's just isn't them there. Too.
1: Th- no, there's another storyline, isn't there, with somebody else? There's something with Elliot, I'm sure. No. No? It's just them? It's – It's a good episode. It's
0: ju- – oh, um, I think it's just them. Yeah. It's just them.
1: Anyways, the point of this is that Yuri would do good on a Scrubs trivia night. Mm, um, mm-hmm. The other day after dinner – Yuri and I were having a little quiz a thon of our own in which Yuri asked me, Can you name or can you define these <laughs> church terms, Theological that, terms that I'm about to throw at you?
0: If I say apophatic,
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I didn't pass.
0: You were pretty good, though. You're better than I thought.
1: I, I think you were throwing me some easy curveballs. Also, I was like saying very generic answers. Like I would say God to the question of theosis.
0: I mean, theos means God, exactly. so that's a pretty good guess. Which is guess. why I said it. Yeah.
1: And so then we played the reverse game in which I asked Yuri questions if he could define these following makeup terms. And I got them all. And he failed so bad. I got them all. He got one right, and it was cat eye, and that was it. Anyways, so yeah, we, tonight we learned that we are not as smart as we think we are, and that Canadian music is not good. That's what we've learned tonight.
0: Wow, you tell that to Blue Rodeo.
1: Who we didn't know. I still don't know who they are. I got Shania Twain and Michael Buble. Those are the two that matter. Anyways, uh, we're moving on to our next segment tonight, which is called Family Shoutout. Is that true?
0: Family or friends shoutout.
1: Family or friends shoutout. Yuri. Yeah, not, uh, not the call out. Take it, take it away.
0: I have not prepared a, a shoutout today. So I have to go first? <laughs> you have to go first. Okay.
1: I am shouting out my parents for once. Um, they listen to this lovely podcast. Uh, However, they are like four episodes behind. So they'll hear this hopefully by my birthday, you know, which is just over a month away. And maybe they'll tell me they heard it. Um, but if so, hi parents, how are you? It was my father's birthday this week. Mm. So happy birthday to my father. Um, thank you for listening and supporting and thinking that I am funny.
0: And, uh, yes. Thank you to my parents. <laughs> and
1: yes, <laughs>
0: I want to I want to hop on that bandwagon. Thank you
1: so much for your input, Yuri. Okay, you had plenty of time there to think. Yes, of I did. Who do you think about? We
0: we is it Emily? We like to shout out people who send us text messages about so the show. So it's Emily. No, it's not Emily. Dang
1: it, Emily! I'm trying. I I promise you, I'm trying. I'm shouting out Chris Haluschak. Oh, Chris, that's okay. a good one.
0: So so Chris Haluschak for our listeners who don't know. Is our mutual friend, but primarily my friend.
1: Excuse you.
0: Sorry. Primarily, I'm using chronologically.
1: Okay. Chronologically, <laughs> he's your friend first. I think in terms of and, friendships, and like, mine is better.
0: If, if you know, if he had to pick, he would pick me.
1: Oh, no. So. Hard pass on that. If yeah. you had to pick between the two of us, it's me. Sorry, bud. Get to the back of the line.
0: Um when he came to visit both of us in Toronto last year, two years ago. I two years remember. ago, it was 2019. When we went out See, for brunch. See, I know exactly when it was. You went out to the bathroom. He said, Yuri, I just want you to know that if I ever had to pick between both of you, I'd pick you. And I'm never going to admit that. In so
1: person. the time that he came to visit us in September of 2019, I know exactly when, and I drove him back and forth to the airport two more times than you did. He told me, Nikaila, you're actually the best one. Yuri should go sleep yep. on a
0: log. Except that he told me my thing first, which supersedes your
1: thing. No, but then over the course, of the weekend, he decided I was better
0: no but that, that no I, I'm sorry he said that if at any point he so Chris hey mind, how's it going
1: happen. Chris we're best friends so thanks Chris, so
0: I I first uh interacted with Chris at All Saints Camp in Emlenton Pennsylvania when, where I grew up going to church how camp. old
1: were you when you met him
0: I may have met him at, like at bare minimum I was 16 and he was uh 12
1: was your first interaction when you were both campers or when you were no, a counselor?
0: No, I, I was a counselor in training. Oh. And I was a counselor in training at 16 with the cabin counselor who was Uncle Willie.
1: Wasn't that his which dad? Which is Chris his Lushak's uncle. father. His, his dad. <laughs>
0: we all called him Uncle Willie. That's really cute. And I don't think I've
1: met him. Have I met him? he's great.
0: He's great. I don't think uh, I've met No, him. you've never met him. No. No. Um, you would know. I would know. Uh, yeah. So I I actually was in a cabin with... Uh, Chris's oldest brother in camp and Chris's uh, middle brother. Okay. And then I was a cabin counselor for for Chris. Wow. When I was 16, I was a junior counselor, and then I was his cabin counselor when when Chris was 18 and I was 22. Wow. Yeah. Which of his
1: brothers is your age, the middle brother? Uh, Josh. And then Zach is the oldest, right?
0: Zach is the oldest, yeah. So I was – because when I was going to camp as a young kid – as a teenager mm-hmm. they would i don't know i think i was just super mature or something but Downful. they would, they would always put me with the older cabin like okay. literally i there would be a cabin of 15 year olds and i was 15 and i was in the cabin of like 16 17 year it's olds it's
1: cuz you love church and you were a kiss ass i mean <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
0: i want you to, i want you to say that again
1: <laughs> the whole, the whole thing <laughs> I said, respectfully i said it's because you liked church and you were also a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: okay. Um, no.
1: Come on. Your dad was like the head priest. Of course I, you were. I
0: rebelled. No. So.
1: Oh, no. Can I tell my own story now based off of this whole your dad was a priest and you love church thing? Sure. So I go to camp with you when we are dating. So this was the summer of 2013. Was it 13? Yeah. Because we got engaged later that year. And we go and I'm on program and I know absolutely no one and you're a counselor. So I'm just hanging out with other like program staff. Right. And there would be times where it was your like free hour that you were not on call or in charge of any children. And it was literally, you could go and do what you wanted. And I would say, Yuri, I'm alone. I have no friends. Please come spend your free hour with me. And you said, no, I want to go listen to the priests talk. So what did I do? I made friends with Chris and Chris. And to this day, Chris is still my best friend you that mean came Chris, out.
0: Chris, Chris, and Chris.
1: Who was the third?
0: There was uh, there was Chris Prosser.
1: Who's that?
0: There there were so on maintenance that year.
1: Chris Alushak and Chris Bergen.
0: And Chris Prosser. I don't know who that is. He was like Fireman Chris or whatever.
1: This he this was, means nothing. Chris to me.
0: Alushak text my wife. And tell her about Chris Brosser.
1: Who's Chris Brosser? the, he the, was head the guy, third Chris The head guy was his like Was Chris's cousin Josh Justin Jeremy <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe at the time It was Eric
1: Eric Eric Klushek Who was the, married to Kayla Kira. Tyler Tyler <laughs> <Kira. laughs>
0: Tyler So who is Who is displaying themselves <laughs> Right now To know Chris better
1: me, because I don't, no, know, I don't, don't know, know his any family. Of his
0: who's Uncle Willie? <laughs> who's Who's Kira? I
1: know that Zach is the oldest of oh, the brothers. Wow,
0: that's really... And you didn't know the middle brother's name. Yes, I
1: did. You just said it first.
0: <laughs> well, now we'll never know. Josh
1: lives in Philadelphia, and Zach lives in New York. Thank you so much. I know everything.
0: Um, so, Chris is going to love this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is so tuned out. So, so no for one those, knows who Chris
0: is. For those of you who don't know who Chris is, he is... Firstly, my friend, but now I guess Secondly, my friend. savior
1: of All Saints Camp.
0: And we uh, got to know each other at All Saints Camp in Hamilton, Pennsylvania, and have just kept connected, that's all.
1: And he came to visit us in 2019, and then we're like, we'll come visit you next year, and then that year was 2020. So, so here's clearly a- that worked out, because he lives in New York City. <laughs>
0: so I remember one of my first days uh, as a junior counselor, I was, uh, it was Chris Haluszczak and Julian Bergen were hanging out one day, and they were asking me, I think they're coming up with nicknames for me, Uh-oh. right? And as a junior counselor, you're like anything to in, anything to connect with my, you know, oh my gosh, my... To change
1: the lives of the youngins. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> and yeah. You call me whatever you want because I'm cool. <laughs> and they're like, what about like George Hidalgo?
1: That, is that where that came from? So,
0: so they would call me George Hidalgo for a bit. It never stuck, but they would call me George Hidalgo. That's hilarious. And, and now, occasionally, I play MLB uh, baseball video game, and I create a superstar. And the name that they, they, you have to pick a name for the announcers to say. And no video game is going to have pre-programmed Yuri Gladio. Not at all. But they do have George, and they do have a Hidalgo. <laughs> so it'll be like, and now up to the plate. George Hidalgo. Oh my
1: gosh! And that's from Chris and Julian. And
0: that's uh, yes.
1: I did not know that. That's hilarious. Well, you know what? This has been a really good family friend shout out. I think it this, has been. I this think has this taken up
0: most of the middle third of our episode.
1: Wow. Normally it's just like hi, I like you, goodbye, and now it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. So real quick, because I'm sure everyone is concerned, my knee. Let me tell you, I got my MRI results back. Okay, and. It's a threefold problem, my friends.
0: It's a trinity of problems. It's a,
1: it's a holy trinity of problems. Can I say that? Is that a, is that bad?
0: Do you feel that it's bad? No. Well, then you have a problem.
1: <laughs> so the holy trinity of problems in my knee,
0: and you keep going.
1: Are that I have partially torn my quadriceps tendon, tendon, ligament, tendon, ligament tendon definitely the tendon then my kneecap has shifted and then i have a bony fragment on my tibia so i have yet to know where we go from here that i will know i say cut it off just get rid of it yeah. i don't need it pig legs are cool mm-hmm. pirates are in yeah um
0: you have to get rid of they have a two for one deal get rid of one eye one leg <gasps> that's called the pirate deal <laughs>
1: You know what? That's a good deal. I should take it. Yeah. Um, it's
0: rated R for pirate.
1: Oh, my gosh. I hate you. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that was really funny. Do I get a parrot out of the deal? Yes. Thank you very much. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know where we go yet. I'll find that out in a week and a half. So I'll let you guys know again. Um, but that's that's what came of my MRI and the knowledge. I'm still in pain. Nothing has changed in that world. Now I at least can put a name to my pain. And Yuri is sick of me complaining.
0: <laughs> and now it is time to open the window. Whoa! <laughs> Every time.
1: Every okay, Nikaila, what do you shocking. got for us today? Okay, so... um. Uh, Oh, no. Okay. I have to think about this so bad. I have, like, two ideas in my brain, and I don't know where to go. Um. So, if you could do any job in the world other than being a priest, what would you want to do?
0: It'd be something creative okay. with something like um, publishing, editing, something like that. Okay. Website design. Oh. Like like a little, something with text, like a
1: little graphic designer.
0: Like the 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 idea, the idea. You suck
1: at color, though.
0: Yes, colors a, a weak spot. But but the idea of of guiding somebody through an experience without them knowing that they're being guided through that experience.
1: Mm, manipulation.
0: No, it's not manipulation because there's no like ulterior motive, right? For example motive is
1: for you to get money. I
0: design our church books at St. Maria's. Yes, you
1: love doing that. And,
0: And and I and I format them in such a way So like a
1: copy editor.
0: Is that what the term?
1: Well you're like an editor,
0: like a text editor, like a But like
1: formatting. Formatting is also a part of it, it's not just like take up this period. Right.
0: But like it doesn't I'm I'm saying it doesn't have to be bound to just books. Like like you, you can do this with signage, right, in like a stadium or something. You can do this with Mm-hmm. A lot of the different things. Um, website design, right? You like, uh, how, where do you put certain things and how do you guide somebody through an experience? Got it. Right. Um, I be, and, and I think part of the reason why I would like a, uh, work like that is because I enjoy putting myself in other people's shoes okay. and seeing the world through other people's eyes. Like, I really enjoy that exercise. And I think that kind of work forces me to do that. Be like, how would a set of fresh eyes see this? Okay. Right, and then designing that to make it work. So, like our books at St. Maria, you can fall if you've never been to an Orthodox church before. You can start at the beginning and get to the end of a service without being confused,
1: which is a, a feat for but, Orthodox churches.
0: Right, but it's like that—you got to make decisions. Right? right, there's a lot of, and that, and I find that work exhilarating.
1: Oh, that's fun. I, I
0: find it easy to get into deep work or into um, flow state or the zone. Okay, doing that kind of work. Way to go. Yeah. And part of that is with podcast editing too. Yeah. Right? Like part part of that. Like podcast editing is a bit more, it's a, it's a little different. But mm-hmm. yeah. and what about you?
1: Um, I would definitely, I feel like I would do something quite academic. Oh, really? Which is hilarious as someone who does, Yuri! But
0: you're always a good student.
1: I was always a good student. I liked school. I liked writing papers. As someone who does not have a university degree, like I still would have done well. Babe, let's just finish that bottle off. Just pour a little in there. Um and then you can You have can keep rest. talking. Don't, I know don't I was wait just for I was just watching. Drink. I'm so sorry. Um so yeah, I would do something academic, definitely something historical. Um oh, really? Oh yeah. Like I would we should
0: do something together.
1: Like I would really love like studying something historical, like you know, the the fashion of the Victorian era, like with a specific year, right? Like when when you do something academic, you like get quite nuanced, quite refined in your yeah. broad scope, right? Like I'm not going to be like the entire Victorian era. What did they do in there? It'd be like the Victorian era in this year and in this place. Yeah. What did they do? Anyways, you would um, have to
0: you would have to get you would have to get a basic degree in. History first. Oh, of
1: course. Like right. that would be step one. Um, but you know, like I can very much see myself working in some kind of like library archive situation. I love working alone. I love, um, like, like library sciences in the, in the way of like archiving and organizing C- curation. curation. Like I love that. That would be very interesting. I would I feel like that would be right up my alley, which is hilarious because well, it has nothing to do with other people and the only the jobs that I do right now are like makeup on people and making coffee for people, like Yeah. I'm in a very like client focused and public focused job whereas if I did something else, it would be entirely removed from the public.
0: Curation is interesting and it connects with my my suggestion for a job for me, because what you're doing with curation, and this is particular if you're thinking about galleries and mm-hmm. and museums and mm-hmm. things, is you're guiding people through. You're un, you're guiding people unconsciously
1: through See, an experience. No, but my mine is not a curating of like any sort of like public arts. Mm. Mine's not that. Mine is archiving, you know, archiving, okay, and like yeah. you know, being in a library and doing. I don't know. Like it would be historical. It would be in like mm-hmm. United Kingdom and the British Isles like it would be in that world and it would be yep. in a very specific like time period like that is yep. where i should have been born so now i'll well, learn about it well thanks
0: yeah it's interesting that a lot of the work that i like is stuff that's inherently behind the scenes like i like doing audio engineering mm-hmm. As well. Yeah. Which is guiding people through an experience without them knowing that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Right? So like when you're listening to a song or when you're watching a movie, you don't notice the audio editing or the engineering. And if you
1: don't, that means they did a good job. Right.
0: right. It's designed for you just to experience it. Right? Mm -hmm. So like the, the books that I designed for our church, they're not meant for you to actually be reading the book. They're meant for you to be experiencing the service. Yes. Right? So but at the same time, I really like praise.
1: Oh yeah. You love to be like on stage and be in the spotlight. right?
0: So like the fact that I like doing work where people don't, if you, if people don't notice you, you've Mm -hmm. done a good job. But at the same time, I want to be like, Hey, well, did you notice that font?
1: I'm the exact same way. (laughs) Haven't I told you that? Like the thing I want to do, or like the role that I want to fill in many settings is someone that you can't Live without and is super important, but nobody notices. Right, like that's what I want to be, mm-hmm. which I think is along the same line. Anyways, I just really want to tell people about the book that I finished today. Can I do that? Sure. Um. So I read a book called Out of the Shadows, a memoir, and it is by What
0: We Do in the Shadows.
1: No, that's a very different show and movie. Movie first has a. Is the show good? Have you watched? I've it? I've
0: never watched a show.
1: All it's out. It's. I don't, I, don't
0: know. I want to. One or two seasons I, has happened. I, just the movie. The, the movie, movie is so good. So good.
1: If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, What We Do in the Shadows is like a mockumentary of New Zealand vampires.
0: It's about a ha- it's about four vampires who have decided to rent a house in Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> they're flatmates. <laughs> <laughs> they live together.
1: <laughs> and they're all from different centuries. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's totally different. No, Out of the Shadows is a memoir by a hung- Hungarian woman that was trafficked to Canada in the 90s and was like put into the sex trade. Um, And it was so interesting. I read it all in one day. I mean, in 24 hours. Like, I started it late last night. But I read 60% at least of the novel just today. It's not a novel. Is nonfiction considered a novel? Or is that a very specific term? Uh, You don't know the answer clearly. Or you're not paying attention to me.
0: Nonfiction is like, it's not fiction.
1: No, no, no. But, like, the word novel... Can you? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you can use that. The book. So I finished the majority of the book today. It was one of those books that you just like can't put down. And it's a story of how she ended up in Canada, what she ended up doing, her like traffickers, how she gets stuck, how she got out, and then like how she's helping other people in the sex trafficking industry since then. It's so interesting. So if anyone kind of likes true crime memoirs, likes, I don't know, dark Stories. I like. I mean, I love murder. So this isn't murder, but
0: you like murder stories.
1: I enjoy the genre of murder. How's that?
0: That's a lot better.
1: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) that's saying I like. I like
0: murder. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know.
1: Okay. I there's
0: there's there's a line.
1: I have not murdered anyone, (laughs) and I very strongly doubt that I could. But I like to listen to stories of murderers anyway. So it's dark and it's. Exciting, and it's a page turner. And Yuri, it was four hundred and eighty nine pages, and I read it in a day. So not probably
0: huge text with giant pictures. It
1: was not. The pictures were all at the end. <laughs> <laughs> there was twenty two pages of pictures at the end. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's also very interesting because there's a lot of like the 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 social climate around sex work right now is is very positive. And like sex work is real work, and sex sex workers deserve rights. Right, like, rights pe- like, and like
0: the pe- people are trying to avoid terms like prostitute. And yeah, like and that. like
1: destigmatizing sex work, but right. there's a whole a whole faction of the industry that is, you know, underage trafficked women who are there, yeah, like non consensually and can't get yeah. out. So, so to try and like legitimize the entire profession of sex work is very interesting. And I think it's a very interesting conversation that I'm not hearing anybody talk about, like the two sides of that. Yeah. I hear a lot of just like pro sex work and and the benefits of it, and the destigmatizing, and the you know rah rah behind it. Yeah. Um, it's
0: very interesting that you hear a lot about that stuff because I'm sure that a lot of people like. I wonder if if that has become part of maybe an echo chamber that you have.
1: Oh, I'm sure right i'm sure that is that you're
0: exposed only to one side of a conversation
1: yeah i mean are other people hearing the the other side of the echo chamber of like destigmatizing sex work am i the only one am i apparently a crazy person to be bringing this up on our family update podcast
0: <laughs> well i know that there's certain countries i forget it one of the scandinavian countries so please don't believe netherlands? me netherlands don't don't believe me because I can't give my sources. But
1: probably another one. One of the you're about uh, to say.
0: Scandinavian countries where the law assumes mm-hmm. that uh, so the 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 law is set up to protect the woman. It criminalizes in, in, the johns. It, it, yeah, in a situation yeah. of exchanging money for yeah. sexual. The
1: criminal side is on the paying for sex rather than the selling up sex. Right,
0: but at the same time, the legal assumption is that the woman does not want to be in that line of work.
1: Exactly. Whereas that's changing right that's changing a lot like there's a lot of people that are you know taking control of their bodies in a in a sexual way that makes them money i mean like there's a whole website only fans that i've only learned about recently and now suddenly i hear about it all the time that like is for you know cam girls and for people that want to pursue the sex trade and make money online in like a right. safe way but
0: that's that's I mean if you want to if you want to frame it as benefit that's the benefit of the internet in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in and what I mean by that is anyone can monetize anything they want to do. Yeah. So and in terms of being on the internet you have the protection of being physically and geographically yeah. distanced yeah. from the people that not, are consuming the, what you are offering. You're not at
1: the direct hands of your johns and who can get violent, right?
0: Which is much different than sex trafficking.
1: Yeah, Oh, very much right? so. Right? But people are being sex trafficked online as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is, that's a huge thing.
0: Can you define what you mean when you're talking about that?
1: By being sex trafficked online? What does that
0: mean to be sex trafficked online?
1: That you are still, you have a, a pimp or an agent, whatever... Whatever you, yeah. you know, have been roped into thinking that you have, um, that you've been hired by an agency and they're the ones who, you know, make all your appointments and take the cut and tell you how much money that you owe them at the end of the week. And, it you know, it's the number never goes down. It only ever goes up. Right. And and so you're constantly put in front of the camera to do degrading things. Yeah. it's But like I can't even say doing degrading things because. A
0: pimp is kind of like an agent for different. an actor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just like a really sinister version. Well, that's what I said, like a lot of, so this woman in the book. Do you
0: want to be a freelancer or do you want to belong to, do you want to be like a sex freelancer Yeah. or or do you want to belong to like a business model?
1: So, so this woman in the book, she had, she thought that she was being hired by an agency that brought Hungarian women over to be housekeepers, babysitters, and dancers. Like those were, you know, the options. So she thought she was coming over to be a babysitter and it's like, psych, you're a dancer and by exotic Mm -hmm. dancer, we mean prostitute. Right and right. like yeah, yeah, yeah and and the agents take a cut the agency as a whole take a cut like oh you have to pay for your lodgings this week oh it's your turn to pay for the for the oil change in the car that's a weekly thing that's three hundred dollars like it's it's this whole you know scheme that's yes, going yeah. on and it's and it's almost like a pyramid scheme at that point of you pay you know the your handler that's right next to you you pay the guy that he works for and you pay the the whole agency right so you can be a freelancer or you can be you know, stuck in these kinds of things. Um, I forget what the main question is, and now I'm just kind of going off at this point.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's it's a good distinction. It's a good distinction to see in the world of sex work that there are that there are women who enter and we're talking mostly women because men are gross. But
1: <laughs> men are gross? <laughs> are you saying no one wants to see men online? Cause I'm sure there's a uh, a huge Yes
0: population but try and find the website that's all about men's ankles.
1: No one google that. I swear you'll find it. <laughs> and that'll be very unfortunate for you. Don't google that. Um WikiFeet, that's a thing. So uh, That's not I mean that is still fetished, but whatever.
0: So the 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 nuance of the fact that there are people who get into sex work that actually don't want to be in that line of work. Mhm. And then – to me, it seems like there's a spectrum, right? Always. There are, every
1: every situation has that. There are
0: people that want to be in that line of work because it's that particular line of work.
1: But maybe and, the conversation about destigmatizing it will bring about laws that will further protect the people that don't want to be in it, right?
0: Right. Like I, I think the people that don't want to be in it should be protected.
1: And I don't think at this point – I mean a lot of laws have changed and there is a lot of help for them, but I don't think there is – enough. And so maybe if more people, you know, try and say try and bring about the the platform of like sex work is real work, maybe that'll make it a safer space in which those who are trafficked and those who are under age and, you know, can like safely go to the police and not feel like they're going to
0: Interesting, yeah. be
1: deported or, you know, detained or charged for whatever things.
0: So the so if I'm hearing you right the 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 potential outcome of let's say destigmatizing sex work or prostitution or whatever mm-hmm. is that if if you make it more okay in society to do that kind of work that that would actually minimize the amount of illicit and unwanted sex work. That goes I don't. On. I don't know is if I way? can.
1: I don't know if I can say that those two things would go together. What I think I'm saying is that if you destigmatize mm-hmm. sex work, it makes it safer for those who are in it unwillingly to seek help.
0: Is, I feel like that's. Um, I may have miscommunicated, but I think that I that's definitely what I was think you did. <laughs> so basically, saying that uh, if you let's say like legalize.
1: It's like legalizing marijuana, like legalize the
0: selling of your body for sex, Uh but not the buying of it, right? So, so, so basically, the Johns can be can be arrested, Mm -hmm. but you, as the sex worker on the street, can't be arrested. It's not illegal. Yeah, but there's a,
1: I mean, there's still a lot of like. So they, I mean, I know that they changed a lot of like international trafficking laws and so now there's a lot of local trafficking right like a girl from a small town outside of Toronto gets told it's a modeling agency and she gets brought in and psych sorry for you you're now a cam girl like so it's no longer an international issue it's not a you know an immigration issue whereas before there was a lot of you know you're here as an illegal immigrant you're you no longer have a work visa so they can deport you for things so it's harder to come forward um now it's you know I've was taken from my town and I don't know what I'm doing um so maybe there's more support for those people I don't know it's an ongoing conversation it changes constantly and this book was very interesting and I would love to learn more about the foundation that this woman started and maybe include that in our like monthly donations that we do and like give money to this cause cuz it's very interesting and very sad I think,
0: yeah, of course. Anyhow, yeah. Well, on that sad <laughs> note, we, we are we are full nine minutes.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm time. so sorry. We can keep
0: talking though. Maybe this will be a mega episode. Maybe
1: it will. Whatever. I don't know. I just found this very interesting. If anyone has any thoughts, please text me. Um, If anyone wants to get what the book is called, it's Out of the Shadows, a memoir by Tamiya Negi and Shannon something. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's Hungarian.
0: So you don't remember her name?
1: No, I know. I can spell her name. I just, I don't know if I'm mispronouncing the Hungarian version of it. I'm sorry, Yuri. Don't you speak Hungarian?
0: If you pronounce it in the Hungarian dialect, then that would be cultural appropriation.
1: So then I'm not going to.
0: But cultural appropriation is good.
1: Well, that's the next episode, I suppose. Because that's a whole (laughs) other conversation. (laughs) Anyways, okay. Thank you for listening, our friends and family. Oh, we're done? I thought so. You said we were nine minutes over. I
0: thought we were gonna do a marathon episode.
1: No, this is the end. Okay. I think we should go watch Shit's Creek.
0: Yeah, we're gonna finish it. No. No, too many
1: episodes. Yeah, too many episodes. Anyways, thank you for listening. Friends and family, we love you so much. Um, have a great week.
0: We'll talk to you soon.
1: Goodbye.